0: Kaya FM Podcast. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. Our Money Lessons guest this evening is Tumi Morake. She is a South African comedian, actress, TV personality and writer. In 2018, she became the first African woman to have her own set on Netflix. This weekend, Tumi will do her first live show since the pandemic started as well as her first show since returning back to South Africa after being in the United States. Tumi, a very good evening to you. Good
1: evening. Welcome Thank back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you! Oh my goodness!
0: So you were you were in the states over lockdown?
1: Yeah, um, longer than I intended to. It was so funny. Were you stuck there? Eyes. Hey, we were stuck there And it's funny Because when you arrive the sunset, You must prove That you're going to leave And now I wanted to leave And they're like
0: You're not going anywhere ma'am Oh Gosh you know you, The US I always have this issue Because I think they have, they have a separate Like you know An entry level for us At JK um, <laughs> At the airport Which I hate yeah. So what was that like For you I mean what were you doing In the US During that time so I had gone there for business and pleasure. So I had work stuff to do and my
1: husband did as well. So we were like, let's just take the kids. We'll make this a working holiday. And so uh, talking about money for me, I think America was a huge money lesson for me. <laughs> you <laughs>
0: you I, I don't think you ever have enough. I mean, if you look at the yeah. dollar rand exchange, it's yeah. like, oh, you need tons. Yeah. No, I had to humble myself. Like I had to, we had to
1: sit down and my husband knows that I love the soft life. Like I had a tough enough life growing up. So the first thing he said to me was, babe, we're going to have to turn it down quite a bit. And I was
0: like, it's okay. I've been there. I'm ready. <laughs> so what was turning down like? I mean, what? what oh, I wow. Mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, look, I think
1: South Africans are spoiled. There's so much we can afford mm-hmm. that is very unaffordable in the first world. Childcare healthy food because healthy food is expensive Mm -hmm. but healthy food in the first world is ridiculous you think there's like magic fairies and unicorns that grow this stuff so that was that was a huge lesson for me, um, as well as medical stuff. You know, because at home we have our medical aid we're covered. I've got uh, two asthmatic children, and my husband's asthmatic as well, and so and they're highly allergic to stuff. So when you get there and you are there longer than you need to, you know, you need to replenish medicines. You need sure. to get your children to see a doctor because these are prescription medicines. And I was absolutely shocked at what it cost there. Just to live. Oh, my gosh.
0: So, I mean, uh, uh, did you need to just, like, visit a pharmacy? Did you need to visit a doctor in order to get a script? What was that like?
1: Yeah, that was... I had to breathe. What what my husband said was stop converting. Mm Because, you know, I love money. Money and I were friends like that. We look each other in the eye. So, for everything I buy, even a small burger, I will know how much I've just spent and ran. And the minute we got the cost of specialists and the cost of medicine... I literally was starting to have these hernias. And I was like, please, can you find the the first flight back? I don't care what it takes. And obviously, that was impossible. So now I learned I learned about using vouchers and, and you know, finding uh, discounts on medicines. And when you get a magazine or a newspaper, not just looking at the articles, but looking out for vouchers and discounts, like that became my life. Because, you know, it got to a point where we were there for a year. So this is something that happened like further on in the year. But before then, we were still comfortable and I was still running within budget. But then you go, oh my gosh, I'm in my savings. Like the wake up call for me with America was well done. That was a big thing. Cause you mm-hmm. know, you save for the rainy day and there were times when I'd look at my rainy day amount and go, but my, I could up my life here a little bit, babe. I was like, we could go up a notch. I mean, look at all these savings. What are we going to do? Die and let our kids play with this money. <laughs> and the U.S. for me was like, OMG. Yeah. Without that money, we would have been destitute. We would not have been able to afford the medication for our kids. Because, mm. you know, the are chronic meds. And I think we would have probably been living on bread and water because I also got very sick. I mean, I, I had twenty-eight blood tests done because I got the most debilitating migraines you'll ever encounter. And I was out for a whole week. I was out and the doctor stopped giving me painkillers and said, we need to find what the root cause is. And that cost me an arm and a leg. But I, I'm very proud of myself after that experience. I'm proud of my husband and I because I'm going pain. Had we not had rainy day money, mm-hmm. by the time things got tight, we would have been in a lot of trouble. I, I and mean, so,
0: yes. That is that is so scary. I mean, you know, firstly being in another country and then still also, you know, getting sick in another country. Um, yeah. That is like one of my biggest fears. I never, ever want to get sick in another country. You know, you, you don't actually. You're somewhere foreign and you don't yeah. know how to actually, where to start. But, I mean, uh. I want to go back. I mean, how did you what was your relationship uh, how did you get into saving the money because obviously you took a bit of savings with you and as you say it helped you through that but when did you start saving when did you get good with your money was this always the case for you no i had a mother who owed everybody money
1: so. <laughs> my mother was constantly in debt my mother's one of those people whose um id and bank card lived with a mashonisa at some point so i've i've seen what really bad money habits can be. And I swore I was never going to live that life. I mean, there was a time when my mother was a nurse, right? And we were living on hospital food. She'd literally come home with like a away of hospital
0: food. Because I she's and that's not the greatest, eh?
1: This. It's not the best friend. That's why now mm. when I'm in a hospital, like, people are like, yes, yeah, hospital food. I'm like, for me, this this is top-notch <laughs> stuff because I know government hospital food. A <laughs> pack <So, laughs> Yeah, it's not as So that taught me. I was like, I, I hate debt and I'm afraid of debt. So my hmm. first car, I bought cash. First time I moved into a flat, dropped the deposit. Always had the full rent money beforehand. I always made sure I had two months rent before rent is due. And this was all like, it was very doable when it was just me. But then you are in work. You get blinded by the lights. You also start earning more and you start getting excited and you start spending more. So there was a time it caught up with me, you know. And I realized that I won't always be able to afford things in cash. Yeah. So I had to learn other ways of spending money and saving money. I mean, at some point I was in debt to this university for like over 30,000 rand and I couldn't get my degree because of that. And I had to figure out how I'm gonna pay that amount back. Now you need to understand when at that age, I was doing bit jobs and making 1.5, maybe 2,000 if I'm lucky that month. When you say 30,000 rand in front of you as the debt, it yeah, is whew. the most overwhelming thing, yeah. you know? But again, it had to be falling, picking yourself up and then learning. But in all of that, I never had debt. That was the big thing. I never wanted to owe anyone
0: anything. That's, that's ultimately where you want to be. You just don't want to have that, especially if you've seen somebody close to you, like your mom, constantly yeah. in debt. So you've obviously yeah. learned your lessons from there and you've taken But I mean, do you, so do you invest wisely? Do you have, you know, your retirement savings? And do you have plans in place? Yeah, I do. I mean, 60% of the money I make, I can say, safely say, 60% of the money
1: I make goes into a lot of that investment and savings. And it paid off. It really has. So there was a point where I thought I'm overdoing it. But like I said, this year of having to live off what do we have that, that's, that's fitting for a rainy day when the rainy day came. <laughs> let me tell you. So I've kept that up. And yeah, stuff for, you know, we're artists. We're not secure. Yeah. So that's another big reason why I always feel like I need to have money, especially because I have kids. I don't want my kids to suffer just because I didn't plan ahead. So, yeah, I have, I have savings I can access, but most of my savings I can't access. And that's also really important because if you're going to really go out of your way to access that money, it must really need it because it's such a pain to just get anywhere near that money.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's also good to discipline yourself and also keep you away and you know uh, the temptation as well. Apart from the savings, what other lessons are you teaching your kids when it comes to money?
1: It's it's a thing around earning, you know, because easy come, easy go. I think when you don't see where the money came from or you didn't do anything to get it, you don't tend to appreciate it as much. So my big thing with my kids is always around: what did you do beyond the call of duty? What did you do that was not your chore? What did you? Who did you offer help to? You know. finished school early did you do anything extra did you read anything extra did i get great news from your teacher so uh that's the big thing we try and get them to learn and also this instant gratification thing i've realized it's a natural thing for kids but we still try and do this thing of hey you know if you don't take this money from me now that i'm supposed to give you next time when i put some on top of it you're going to be able to get your road bag because you know my kids, my kids live on online stuff, and so with things like that, I'm always going, "If you don't spend this now, imagine how much you're gonna have next time, and so you can <laughs> buy that thing that you like." And it works with the older kids. The youngest one still doesn't buy it So she, uh, she's like, "Yeah, but mommy, I know you make money, so can I have some?" <laughs> so Clever. Ones,
0: <laughs> so what's the plans uh, Going forward I mean you're back in the US And I'm sure that must have been So are you back here for good now Or is, is all the work done in the US No
1: COVID literally stalled everything It stalled everything And I actually had to reinvest in myself uh, A lot Uh, to to keep working and i'm so glad i did that it cost me a pretty penny um so i will be going back to the u.s to finish what i started and yeah i think i'll be spending a lot of time between here and the united states because i want to push myself and also because i really want to earn in currency that's stronger than the rand just because i like the comfortable life and i really like my career so i always feel like i don't want to be trapped by my career and then be stagnant financially Mm. so travel is important i mean i've started even planting roots in the uk because i just feel like if i can make the money let me do it and it's it's fulfilling i feel like money and your happiness go together i feel like i want to keep
0: sending out positive happy energy because for some reason it attracts money my way you know of course good energies are always you know it's it's plentiful but now that you've You've settled. I mean, you say that you like the comfortable life and you want to go back. I mean, apart from the travel, what else do you like to spend your money? Are are you lavish on anything? Oh, my gosh. No, well, technology. I want to know the details. You said that you like the good life.
1: I do. I like the good life in the sense that I like technology. I like a huge TV. I like access to all the streaming apps out there. I like my children to have, if the PS5 comes out, that's what they must have. I like to eat well. Like now, after getting really sick and being told I have to eat very specific things, I want to taste food that tastes good. So I buy from, you know, and you see how expensive it is to go into a vegan shop and buy that kind of stuff, you know? And also childcare, Because I'm so busy, I always feel like the people who take care of my children have to be well paid so that they go, I'm getting, I'm getting paid damn well. I better hold on to this job and do my best. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. And my, the level of education my kids get is important to me. It's something I inherited from my mother. Because in all her debt and everything, the one thing she made sure of was that her daughters were educated. And I really enjoy a good holiday. We spend money on our holidays shamelessly. We really enjoy our holidays. I love travel. I love to just stop and switch off and look my husband in
0: the eye and be like, yeah, we're know?
1: Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you like a lot of things. My list is just going on and on on this page. So you have to work really hard in order to get all of these things that you like. Where are we going to see you here at home?
1: In digging for the things that I like, I'm going to be at Empress Palace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a show called Back to Me because in all this chasing money and growing a brand, I lost Tumi Morake and I'm clawing my way back to her.
0: Well, we wish you all the luck and we're looking forward to seeing Tumi Morocco back on home soil. Thank you so much for uh, coming onto the show tonight and sharing your money journey with us. Go well.
1: I appreciate your
0: time. Thank you. My Money and Me, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM Podcast. Go to kayafm.co.za for more.